<laughs> How's it going, everybody? And welcome to the Off the Bench podcast. I was getting Myers. Justin, don't, don't, don't. It just, it just gave you a message up top that said, uh, avoid legal trouble and tell everyone that you're recording. <laughs> so, guys, you are being recorded. I need you to know that. I think we did know that. So, again, welcome to the Off the Bench podcast. Uh, we're joined by our buddy MJ here from Virginia. Okay. And. <laughs> What is happening right now? Can we not keep our composure oh. in any way? I'm good. I'm good. We're back. Oh, my God. And everybody remembers Justin, my lovely co-host. I just, I just choked on, on vodka. <laughs> it's delicious, but a choking hazard. All right. Well, since he showed what he's drinking. MJ, what are you drinking over there? I am drinking Lead Slingers Fighting Spirit Rye Whiskey. It's delicious. I like I how drinking. it's all within arm's reach to us. We're just like, we will be <laughs> eating more of this. From a distillery down the street here in Colorado. Yeah, my, mine is not from down the street. It is from Oklahoma. But as I'm told, that's a state. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, it is. Uh, all right. So let's, uh, let's get into this here. The Houston Astros have been caught cheating. They've been caught using a camera um, a number of times. Uh, at least as far as we know, back in, during their World Series run in 2017, but possibly before and after that. Uh, they've been caught cheating using various methods. The biggest culprit, though, is a camera that they've been using to steal signs. Uh, MJ, you're our guest. What are your thoughts? First off, they were cheating. There's no <laughs> ifs, ands, buts about this. No investigation is going to find out that, oh, we are a little wrong on what we thought. No. Kev, you're going to dive into the statistics a little later, but the at-home winning percentage, hitting percentage versus away is staggering. Um, do I think they'll get in a ton of trouble? I don't know. Uh, like I said, in 2018, when they were caught putting an employee of theirs next to the Indians' dugout, they got a what I think it was a, a $500,000 fine. We're talking about a billion-dollar organization. That's as I, as I read it earlier, that's tipping money to them. So um, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I really hope they come down hard because this is ridiculous. I think it may have cost teams a shot at the World Series and one team a World Series. Um, if we go back to 1919 with the Black Sox, they really came down hard, and that hasn't happened since then. So I, I think that would be a, a, this would be a great way to set an example um, I also think the GM of the Astros is a clown. I'm yeah, sorry. He absolutely his, is. His, he's the way he either knew it was going on or did this, oh, I don't see anything happening. Just keep doing what you're doing and we'll deal with it when it comes. So I, this whole self-investigation, oh, we'll take a look at it on our own. I don't trust that at all. <laughs> I think it'll be more of going to who was involved and this is what you say when you get asked questions. That's That's kind of where I stand. I definitely think they cheated. I think there should be severe punishments, but I'm doubtful that will happen. Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, you mentioned a big punishment hasn't happened since, like, the 1919 series. And it's funny because you look at people like Pete Rose, who are still banned from baseball, won't be in the Hall of Fame, even though he's arguably the best hitter of all time, other than Ted Williams. I mean, like, <laughs> it's unbelievable that that guy is in trouble for just doing placing bets really on himself um, and not, you know, in, in any way changing the outcome of the game. But you're right. I think that it, especially if the Astros did it this year, I think it might have cost the Yankees a lot during that ALCS. I think it might have really definitely changed the way that goes. Um, 
I was going to show the stats here from the 2017 World Series. Jose Altuve's home batting average was 472. His away batting average was 143. He had five hits on the road, opposed to 17 at home, and 12 RBIs at home and two on the road during the postseason that year. I mean, it's unbelievably damning how accurate that kind of portrays the fact that, yes, they did this. So Justin, who I don't believe thinks this is cheating because, well, you're scum of the earth anyway, but go ahead and tell us why <laughs> why you think this isn't cheating. Um, no, I don't think it's not cheating. That was just for the other podcast where I cursed and <laughs> brought up a city in Virginia that apparently isn't allowed to be brought up anymore. Um, so don't look into that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but they do love bonfires. And anyway, um, the <laughs> the that? no don't edit. Oh wait, Kevin, what are we looking at now? What is Hold happening? Hold on, I'm just putting up my screen here. I guess it's just going to become one of those podcasts now. <laughs> Off the bench after dark. Um, but <laughs> but any, but anyway, um, no, actually, my thought was. Um, when I was looking at this, it's interesting that they just got good in the past few years, too. I know that there was talk that their entire farm system, obviously, for years and years and years sure. was a talk of, yeah. you know, they were kind of one of the teams that was not, they kind of popularized tanking along with the Sixers and, you know, the Browns. But I think the Browns were trying. They were just terrible. But, <laughs> um, just bad. but so no, they bad. were one of the teams that were like kind of really were big into tanking. So it. Sure. Obviously, it's a little bit of that, that they got a decent roster. But I do find it interesting that the past few years, they've already or they've started to become very relevant now around the same time as these accusations have come out. So that's something you have to look into, too. Is it just these past two years? Is it even longer than that? So now MJ brought up the topic of punishment. Again, I think the league has gotten soft. I think a lot of sports leagues have gotten soft. I mean, we see this in the NFL when it comes to domestic violence. People are just getting like five game suspensions. Like, you know, it. a lot of these professional leagues are just not disciplining their players and it creates Antonio Browns of the world. So um, I, think, I have a really, really good comment to let you guys know later. I can't wait. Um, so MJ, I'm with you. There needs to be some sort of punishment, but I have no idea what the league could impose or would impose. You had brought up, you had brought up SMU and the NCAA sanction. Uh, that was given on them. I mean, Penn State, of course, a sanction against them. Can we see a sanction in Major League Baseball? I mean, this is a this is a sport that's trying to get fans back. They're trying to appeal to the younger fans. I mean, would getting rid of the top team, one of the top teams, uh, help or hurt the cause? So <laughs> I think the top team is a, a key thing you said there. If they were garbage and got caught cheating, this is not a question. Yeah, since no one would care. Yeah. yeah, since since they're talented and they're <laughs> at the top of the heap every year, they're big money. They draw yeah. people into October. I mean, look at the Astros Stadium, the parking lot during the entire playoffs. Like that's a Pass. team dedicated to its or a city dedicated to its team. Yeah. So I, it's like Spygate with New England. Like, yeah. what can you do to somebody who's at the top? So I, I think pocketbooks and what will be affected is definitely going to be brought into this. I mean, I remember reading an article. Games at the start of game six that there was Houston businesses that were praying it went to game seven <laughs> because of the, the hotel revenue, the restaurant revenue, yeah. like they all want it. Yeah. So I like I, I, I hope there's some sort of punishment, but I'm with you on this. I really don't know what they could do. I mean, do you do you punish players that have left that were yeah. on that team? What what happens? 
they said they literally shut down the city for as long as they're in the postseason. Like mm-hmm. it's just all Astro baseball, you know, and it's, I have a, there's a friend of mine that used to live in Houston, big Astros fan, and they're fed up with it. And they want to see some stuff done because they're like, you know what? It, it almost taints our victory. Like we look at this and we see, you know, this banner that we've been waiting for for such a long time. And now as fans were like, well, crap, now we're going to have to defend it all the time that we earned it. We were good enough. And I mean, maybe they would have been good enough anyway, but we don't know. And you know that it's it's one of those things now where even if they only did it like a couple games here and there, and those were the games they got caught, like they're now, even even after this, like next season, their wins are going to be like, oh, I mean, they were, you know, they're sign yeah. stealers. It's just what they Absolutely. do. It's like same thing with the Patriots. It's like, oh, they yep. cheat. It's like, I they mean, play footballs all the time, apparently. Yeah. yeah it's like, what? No, yeah. but um. My thing is, punishment-wise, I hope they don't vacate championships or wins because that does nothing. No, that's like just... The, like the yeah. thing from, uh, like, when they vacated Joe Paz wins, it's like, cool, but, like, who won those games? Because, yeah. like, it did happen, though, it, remember? And it so, didn't like... have anything to do with the wins. Like, yeah, the wins exactly. didn't happen because of what Sandusky did. Right. Like... The wins <laughs> definitely happened because of what the Astros are doing, but even still, right. it's like, oh, but, so, like, they vacate their championship then. It's like, I guess... Here's but we know too. who won that World Series anyway, so it doesn't really change anything. So the only punishment I can think of that would like make sure that this doesn't happen again, death. Um, I think that we're really we're we're underestimating uh, like firing squad. I'm talking. Okay, MJ. Electric uh, chair. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut him <laughs> off here for a second. Uh, one of the things that you know, and it's usually Major League Baseball. Like I mentioned, Pete Rose and how unfairly he was treated. Take a look at some of the guys that, you know, were utilizing steroids during the steroid era when it was legal to use. And they are now being told, your stats don't count. You can't be in the Hall of Fame. Um, They're saying, you know, everybody else could use this stuff. And you retired before it became illegal, but you you don't, it doesn't count for you. So they're very inconsistent with everything they do. So So here's here's even this. (laughs) it was legal when you were playing so it's not really that big of a deal and like you were definitely a hero to everyone and all children hold on hold on on kevin's defense here here's the thing with steroids or even this the signal stealing it's still very hard to hit a baseball exactly especially to hit home runs like barry bonds still hit over 700 home runs there's what Three people within spitting distance of that. I mean, it's I take all the steroids you want. The hand-eye coordination still needs to be there. The bat speed still needs to be there. And notice and with, when the Cardinals hire Mark McGuire in 2011 to be their hitting coach, they win the World Series. Their batting got better. So you're right. It's about hitting. Yeah, but with the signal stealing, again, even if you know a changeup's coming, that is a major advantage. But there are some pitchers with nasty breaking balls that even if you know it's coming, you're not hitting it. I'm not sorry. Hitting. There's no way. There's no way. I totally agree with that. But I do think that signal stealing gives you that advantage of, especially in a postseason, where you sometimes overthink the at-bats. Like you're in the batter's box and you have studied this pitcher so much because you want to make the best at-bats in the postseason. And you're all of a sudden, now you just know his secrets. You know, oh, okay, on a one and two count in this situation, he's probably going to throw a changeup. And boom, you know it now because you've seen it throughout the year. So um, I just, I don't know. I do think there should be some punishment, but I guess we'll have to see what that could be. Um, but it, it sucks. It but sucks like, for baseball. Do you, 
Do you think baseball will completely overreact, though, and now in stadiums you can't whistle, you can't clap, and for some reason you can't bang on trash cans while the game's <laughs> going on? Do you think that's a possibility? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, over. Well, there's already rules about, uh, especially for, it's affiliates of the team. So, for example, like husbands and wives um, of different people um, cannot have their phones out during the game. So, like, they can't be seen on their phone, like, oh, I'm going to text the manager right now. Hey, I've noticed this kind of thing. Um, a lot of stadiums have that. New York Yankees, a lot of them don't even allow you to bring, like, some people bring tablets. I don't know why, but you're not allowed to have that in the stadium and things like that. To, like, why are you bringing that to a baseball game anyway? Like, <laughs> I can see the guy that has a tablet at a baseball game, but I'm not allowed to describe him because I'd get in trouble again. <laughs> We're all picturing him. It's but just okay. know that his jersey is a medium when he should be ordering a double XL. <laughs> and he has a, does he have a fanny pack on? Yes. Is it in the front? No, it's to the side a little bit. Are his, sh- are his cargo shorts down to near his ankles? Yes. Is, is he dripping with sweat with sunscreen? Is he dripping Absolutely. with sweat? Does he have serious adult onset acne? <laughs> Yes. Does he look like he should be wearing one of those pinwheel hats? Possibly. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So, yeah, we're going to keep an eye on that story, just kind of see what happens with it. But more keeps breaking about that with, like today they said, you know, that most likely happened quite a bit in 2019. Um, but let's go ahead and move over to a topic, which is probably the main reason we brought MJ on. MJ texted me a week or two ago saying, I am bleep, 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 bleep. Bleep, 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 bleep. Oh, edit that. NBA load management, bleep, 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 bleep. So, MJ, take it away. You have the floor to discuss the NBA load management issue. All right. Before <laughs> we dive into this, I want to state, I know, there, I know there's a science behind it. I know there's data that proves, you know, the body needs rest and all this happy horse crap. But um, <laughs> I just can't stand to see, first off, Top, when you go to an NBA game, I've been to quite a few. I want to see the number one player play. Sure. I'm a Pistons fan, so that doesn't happen quite a bit because we really Remember when you went to see MJ play in Washington before he retired? And he scored 43 points. Yeah. Like 61 shots, but he scored 43 points. You remember that the rest of your life. You remember that the rest of your life. I said at the very top, I think the ticket was still expensive, but it didn't (laughs) matter. I saw Michael Jordan dunk it over 40. Like that was incredible. (laughs) But the whole thing on NBA load management, and it's I, like especially watching Kawhi Leonard, it's it's blowing my mind. Um, I don't know if everybody remembers back in 2012 when Greg Popovich was really the first one to get yelled at for it. Uh, they were on a six-game road stretch. They were last game was in Miami. It was the only time they were going to play Miami that season. Right. They sent home Duncan, Parker, Ginobili, and Green on a chartered flight, perfectly healthy. Yep. And said to the rest of the team, hey, you guys aren't that great, so we'll play you. Yeah. And they got blown out accordingly. Yeah. But these are perfectly healthy players. And I got to think for the Miami you know, fans and the folks in Miami that may be Spurs fans, you just paid all this money to go see this game and your guys aren't there. That is absolutely ridiculous. And if we could take a little look at Leonard here. <laughs> he first started his load management when he was at San Antonio and basically basically load managed his way out of San Antonio to the yeah. Raptors, which was absolutely insane. Why he's one of my least favorite players. Oh, well, we'll get to that too. Justin, I think you turned your camera off by the way. I did. Yeah. No, I can see him. He's good. Oh, okay. Good. I Never think mind. your internet's just terrible. Kevin. <laughs> Dude, maybe, so that's, maybe that's more likely. 
All right. Anyway, but, but on Leonard, <laughs> this is the this is the one that like it just kills me. Leonard last year played sixty games for the Raptors. He only played sixty regular season games. That's insane. He made twenty three million dollars last year. That's two hundred eighty thousand dollars a game. He got six million dollars worth of basically paid time off to sit on the bench. I, I don't get it. This year so far, in case anyone hasn't looked, Leonard's making three hundred ninety eight thousand dollars a game. We're, what, three weeks into the season, and he's already missed two games. Um, a lot of this is coming off back-to-back games, which I think is something that the NBA could address. I don't think we have to have this many back-to-backs. Um, I, I, the topic of shortening the season has been brought up, but nobody wants money taken out of their pockets, so no, that's not happening. Yep. Um, and, again, if you look over the games that Leonard's missed to, again, load management because it's not a real thing or an injury, um, he's missed 17 games in the past two years. And again, Grant, 13 of those have been on back-to-backs, which I get. But this is my huge problem with it. And this may piss off some people that listen to this, and that's fine. You're getting paid millions of dollars to play a child's game. I'm yeah, sorry. Right, you're right. You're right. All sports can be played by someone of the age of five or six. Yep. Well, maybe not like a, a cross-country shooting sport. But, you know, the NBA football, um, these can all be played by small kids that look up and want to see you guys play and learn yep. from the moves that you do. And the fact that these guys have access to doctors, you know, most people never have access to nutrition, yep. training, their bodies should be in top tier shape all the time. I, it's, it's insane when I hear that a player is out of shape or has contract stipulations that, oh, if you lose X amount of pounds or you can last so many games. Yeah. That, let, that let should never in. happen. Let me cut in on you there. That's all good stuff. That's really good. I So I brought up Michael Jordan earlier, and I'm going to hold with him as an example for two reasons. One, Justin hates him, and it bothers him when I talk about him. And two, um, there was a story that just came out. Jeremy Roenick uh, played hockey at Chicago Blackhawks uh, in the 90s when Michael Jordan was with the Bulls, and they used to go golfing together. And he said they went out golfing one day. Jeremy Roenick had an off day. The Blackhawks didn't have to play. And Michael had a game against Cleveland that night. And he's like, let's just go play 18 holes of golf. And he's like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, you should be resting before the game. He's like, no, nah, man, I'm good. So they go out. They smoke a couple cigars. He said MJ crushed no less than 10 beers. <laughs> they played 18 holes. They get done 18. He goes, hey, you want to do another 18? And they're like, uh, all right. So they did 36 holes of golf, crushed all those beers. He went in that night, scored 52 points against Cleveland. There's a guy who's literally like, I don't even care if he, he, there's no way he felt good. There's no way that after all that, you felt good enough to play a professional game. But he's like, the fans want to see me put on a show. I'm going to put on a show. Players like that. that, Or the flu game too. (laughs) Hey, there's another great example. You punk. That's a great example. No, but do you know that the flu game is literally everyone that knows anything about that says he got super drunk on the flight the night before and was just violently regardless 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 if it was the flu or if it was a hangover that's still super impressive that this man's going to be like i'm not sitting out i'm going to play he's here to play like you said mj he's getting paid to play a game and he loves to play the game and he knows millions of dollars millions of dollars and he knows the fans want to see him play and he also knows that this team is a championship caliber team when he's on the floor. So therefore, he's going to go out there and ball every night. You don't see players like him or players of that era, really, even back with Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. They're not sitting out. They're Magic in the Johnson game. They're playing. AIDS. Like, for God's sake, the dude had a, a literal like terminal illness nearly. Yes. And he's just like, 
I mean, I'll, I'll take a year yeah. here, but I got to come back. That's, <laughs> that's exactly right. Like these Kawhi players had a were playing like back and was like, eh. well, so here's what I'm upset about too, because the Clippers are trying to become relevant in their own building. Like they've always been second fiddle to the Lakers, right. no matter what's happened. And as Clippers fans, they finally can be excited about something. They have a Hall of Fame coach. They have Paul George. They have Leonard, and they have a ridiculous bench. Ridiculous bench. How am I supposed to get excited if you know every time I think something good's going to happen, you're going to take a night off? Right. How are we going to How are we going to be on the same count? Like, look at LeBron in year what is it 18, 19 yeah. now? Yeah. He's not missing games, and I'm okay with players missing games towards the end of the year. Like, if you already have a seed locked up or you've accepted that, hey, we're going to be the third or fourth seed and we want to rest people in March so we're ready for April and May, that's fine. But we're three weeks into the season and you're already taking time off. And I think Uh, that what you have to talk about as a fan too, like I remember, so whenever um, the Miami Heat, when LeBron was on the Heat, I would go to every single Heat Sixers game in Philly. And every time I bought those tickets... I was I went like into it like the two weeks before I'm like LeBron's not gonna play this is terrible like LeBron's not gonna play I know he's not gonna play it's off the back to back I'd be so mad and he played every time thank God but knowing that like there's people on the away side that are yep. going to cities they're to see you they're yeah. paying or if they don't even have a team like if they live in Pittsburgh they don't have a team and they're coming out six hours to go to Philadelphia to watch LeBron play because he's their favorite player and he sits on the bench then it's like what are we do like I spent like. $300 on tickets and $500 on a hotel for two nights and all this yep. and you didn't play and I got to watch you know that Spurs game against Miami <laughs> they watched literally like probably Boris Diaw and <laughs> Tiago Splitter out there as their best players like that's terrible <laughs> so you have to think of it from a fan's perspective and I think that the NBA Adam Silver I know that they've been talking about it like on the like pregame stuff whenever they have Adam Silver on and I know the NBA is kind of figuring out a way to not let this happen because it's, it's very easy to be like, we just won't let people do that. And then they'll right. the teams will be like, okay, we'll just put an injury designation on them. Like it's not, you know, instead of load management, we'll just say that their groin hurts. Like oh. Anthony Davis is out tonight because he has a rib injury. It's definitely because he played last night and they play again tonight and they're like, all right, let's just let him chill. For a bit. <laughs> That's like the NHL with the most vague injury reports of all time. Upper I love body. their injury reports. I got one the other day. It was like, um, Flip Heronic will not be playing with a lower body injury tonight. Well, like, what does Kev, that mean? <laughs> Kev, on, the, on the defense of the NHL, though, they have to do that. Sure. Because you have oh, yeah, players or other team you. that will target that. Yeah. You know, if someone comes out and goes, oh, you know, Crosby's left knee is hurt. Every other player, fans would jump over the sidewall to come hit him in the knee. I was, like, playing, a good point. I was playing in high school and a kid had just come back <laughs> off a broken femur and I lined up next to him at the opening face-off and he's like, hey, good luck. And I'm like, I'm going to shatter your femur. And he's like, why would you say that? <laughs> you don't say that. Yeah, I was like, dude, don't, like, why? I shouldn't know this. I'm going after your legs. Now, now Justin, about the NBA's possible resolution, I mean, they try to extend it off branch to the Clippers like, Oh, okay, he's hurt. And then Doc Rivers comes right out and goes, Oh, yeah, he's feeling oh, he's great. Fine. He's, yeah, fine. No, he's totally fine. If, if we're going to lie, let's at least keep, keep it consistent. Someone tell the head coach, Hey, sh- 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 don't say that. Don't, he's hurt. He's really hurt. Um, and but, I agree with you when you said that, like, towards the end of the year, that's, it starts to become kind of okay. I think as a fan, you have to understand it's anything. If you buy tickets for the NFL, you have to understand if you buy tickets for week 16 at the beginning of the season and your team is like 14 or yeah, 14 and one 
Like they're probably not playing their starters that much. So you, you assume that should. risk. Yeah, that's they your shouldn't. fault. But if it's freaking if it's one month into the season and Kawhi Leonard's already missed two games, it's like, all right, dude. Like I, I, I barring a serious injury, I figured he would be playing. So it's kind yeah. of a lot of money to spend on something that you're not getting the full product. And the other thing that I think that's making him look bad is there's, you know, I, I mean, all the shows you watch, there's constant argument that he's the best player in the NBA right now. Without Durant being in, he's the best player. Well, end the argument. Play every game. You're averaging career, career highs in every category that matters. And crush it. Defensive stud. I, I do think that a fully healthy Clippers team beats a fully healthy Lakers team. I, mm-hmm. I don't think. I, Absolutely. I, it best, I mean, it, I think it goes seven games, but they win at the end of it. I think but so, you, yeah. you know why LeBron James' name is still mentioned in it? It's because he's playing every night and he's almost dropping a triple-double every night. That's well, and I think I think it's also a little bit different in LeBron. I agree with you, but I do think it's a little different in LeBron's case because he gets so much bad press if he does one little thing wrong that I think he knows if I sit out a game, I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, the thing that's annoying to me is the fact that like LeBron literally did one bad thing where he went on TV and announced where he was going. And if right. he went to any of these people that hate him's team, they would have loved it. But, like, the fact that he was picking between, like, New York, Chicago, uh, other New York, Brooklyn. <laughs> um, he was, like, Air other New York. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, the other New York team is the Knicks right now. So Yeah. Well, well Justin, just how about last year when they rested him because their season was over and he was drinking wine on the bench? You would have <laughs> yeah. thought he would, like, walked out, stormed on the court, said something vulgar, and walked back out. Yeah. They were he had like done. an actual injury, <laughs> and he would. They were like, "We're not going to waste a, like half of the dude's career to get hurt." But um, no. So he gets all the crap for that. Kawhi literally forced his way out of a of a contract where he was literally contractually obligated to play. And nine games in, he's like, "I'm shutting it down." And the, the Spurs <laughs> kept going like, "Oh, he's no, he's coming back." And then he was going to independent doctors and getting like extra <laughs> months put on, being like, "Nah, my back's just not right, man. It's just not right." And then the second that it was the off season, he's like, "Ah." And got out of there, but he gets no, no crap, and then he no, gets to load manage, and they won the championship. I would argue, like a good amount. Well, mostly because everyone on the uh, Warriors got injured towards in the finals. Oh, okay. Yes, but yes. Um, but they also won the finals because he was rested for twenty games during that. He was fresh the entire postseason because they barely played him, and even in games he did play, he's playing like twenty nine, thirty minutes, like. I don't know. I, well, it's, that's, it's another, that's another way. That's another way to look at it. Um, is there? There's a couple routes we could look at load management. First off, LeBron James did a great job of load management last year when he stopped playing defense. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like he picked and choose when he was going to sprint, which I know looks really bad visually, but it's maybe not a terrible thing. And there's other things we can look at. Do we limit? You know, do they have to be there for a shoot around? Come on. Um, do they need that many practices during the week? Can we get rid of uh, warm-ups? Is there, you know, like there's there's tons of ways. Also, uh, another thing I, I really want to touch on is the things they're doing off the court now. Look how many of these, like, top-level stars have, like, basically full-time jobs outside of basketball, whether it's movie, media. Like, does the NBA step in and say, hey, you're con- contractually obligated to do this first. Yeah. What are you doing in the off-seasons, you? Like, do whatever you got to yeah. do. But you should not be coming in tired for a game because, you know, you had to film a commercial or you're right. trying to make Space Jam 2, which will be terrible. But, Thank you, yeah. MJ. Yeah, it's going to be awful. <laughs> it's not going to be good. 
It's, it's not. You you shouldn't mess with perfection. The first yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, I totally agree. Um, it's an absolute problem in the league right now, and it's creating again this culture of um, I can kind of do what I want, like you were saying, MJ, with these people that have all these other things that they can do. I mean, they're just going to come in and be like, "Well, what? Like, you didn't you didn't specifically say I couldn't do this." Yeah, it's going to create more drama and more diva players than we need. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, look at LeBron James. Not He's not a diva for this. I think this is brilliant. He's made more than enough money to be his, his, family, his family's family's family set for the rest of their yeah. lives. He has a billion-dollar contract for <laughs> Nike. Like, come on. Yet he's still out there day in, day out, crushing it. And right. this past offseason was the first time he's had a summer off in, what, 10 years? Yeah. 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 That's why he looks the way he does. He actually finally got some rest. You can't yeah. play in nine straight finals. <laughs> <laughs> and he, yeah. they're they're still doing load management in the on the Lakers too. But the way they're doing it is playing all their players thirty one minutes instead of forty eight. Like Correct. LeBron's averaging the least amount of minutes that he's ever done in his entire career because they're that's how they're managing the. You know, if they if, they, if they're going to lose because they have to play him forty five minutes in month two of the season, then like, that's just going to be the way they do it. They're going to, yeah. they're going to have him sit for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I would much rather see that and have people, if you go to a game and you see Kawhi play for 25 minutes and you're like, I mean, I wish I saw him play more, but that's fine. Like, that's one thing. If you literally see him sitting in street clothes, yeah. you're like, all right, dude, that I'm glad I paid this much money for a ticket. <laughs> glad I got to look at your face. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, all really good points. Um, we'll definitely keep an eye on that as well. Uh, especially just, I mean, in the Clippers situation is such a special one. MJ, I think you outlined it really well saying how, you know, this is a team trying to win back their home court, which they've never really had. So um, we'll keep an eye on the load management issue. Really good stuff brought up there. But we're going to move over now to the frozen pond and talk some NHL. Um, we're 20 games into the season, Justin. What stands out to you? Are there any shocking things that you've seen, or does it look par for the course from what we thought at the beginning of the year so far? NHL-wise, um, Flyers are terrible, so that's exciting. Not really, dude. They're um, ten and five. I know they're just like not good though either. What they're about like, the four? They're on a four-game win streak. I, they're getting lucky though. They're You're getting, not a Red Wings fan. They keep. They keep. <laughs> I, I think yeah, my, did you shut up? <laughs> I think my frustration is that they should be winning games, and instead they're making it to overtime and making you me gut so out. Pampered right now. They're making me Why gut not? out every single game I watch them. Um, but no, I think that surprising teams. I would say Panthers. They've been up there. Dude, they're Edmonton. a surprising team. Um, Edmonton, I always thought Edmonton would be good. I just but didn't they've always underperform. They've the thing is their goaltending has always underperformed. They've scored a ton of goals. They've just been like their goalies have been Bobby Shuts and they oh <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you don't listen, Bobby. If you do, you know you let in five goals a game. You know that. We both know that, right? We both know that. I didn't send a I didn't send a screenshot of our stats to the uh, group message that showed me get four assists in a six to five loss. I didn't send that at all, Bobby. Anyway, um, salty. It was like 10, 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. Still super mad about it. I remember I got to the locker room and they would pass around the the score sheet, and it was like a copy of it, and it was going around. And I'd be like, I stood up that game. I specifically remember, and I was like, "Give me that! Give me that!" <laughs> like ripped it out of the coach's hand. I look at it, and I'm like, four assists, four assists, Bobby." <laughs> like, 
You're so angry. It's like, how many goals did you score? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin, Justin, you are, you are, you sound so spoiled right now. Oh, For so the spoiled. past, like, what, two or three seasons, I text yeah. Kevin all the time and go, why are we so bad? Yeah, and then I finally, finally accept we're in rebuild phase. What do they do? They win three games in a row now. Yeah. Why? Dude. Just lose. Just well, lose. Let's, let's talk about that for a second there. So in the basement, of course, is Detroit. After 25, <laughs> 25 consecutive seasons of making the playoffs, they have been one of the worst teams in hockey, yet they've won their last three games against really good opponents, including the Vegas Knights and the Anaheim Ducks the other night. Um, like, I mean, Anaheim's okay. They're not great, but they're also way better than Detroit. Um, you know what? I watched the last seven minutes of the game last night, and the entire time I'm watching, I'm going, we have great young talent, and they suck me back in. They bring me back in, and then they score, and they win it overtime. And I sit there, and I'm like, okay, we can we can be like a 500 team. We can do this. And then tomorrow they're going to – or who, who do they play next? Uh, oh, they play the Kings, and they'll probably lose that game because <laughs> that's what happens. So they'll lose to the bottom team in the Pacific, and freaking I'm going to be sitting there going, oh, great, now we're back in rebuild again. MJ, I will say this, though. The last two years, we didn't have Steve Eiserman back in the front office. That man took the Tampa Bay Lightning from mediocrity to now they are literally always in the talk for Stanley Cup championship. I um, think the word you're looking for is sweepable. They are always sweepable. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, that was painful. Um, however, I'm really excited to see what he does with the team. I think Ken Holland needed to go. He was there for so long. Um, so I'm excited for that, but you're right. They just suck you back in. And then you got princess over here with his flyers complaining when they've got a 10 and five record. I mean, Justin, the flyers will be fine. They'll be in the hunt near the end of the season. But like that's they always my are. issue. They'll be in the hunt. I know they'll be in the hunt and they're going to break my heart and either get the last <laughs> wild card spot and get smoked by the caps or something. Or they just won't make the playoffs. They'll be the last one out. And it'll probably be in a game late in the season to Pittsburgh that we lose <laughs> and then don't make it. But but my biggest surprise, biggest surprise in Speaking of general. The are up one nothing on the Flyers. <laughs> of course they are. Oh, shoot. Why am I not watching that? Um, the, uh, the My biggest surprise, though, is the Lightning this year so far. Um, yeah, they've, been rough. they've played less games. I know they've played a couple less games than everyone else, but they have not been that good. They have a, a zero uh, goals and goals against kind of ratio there. They're 52 goals for 52 goals against, which is not the norm for them. They normally score what Edmonton's doing right now. They normally score a ton and don't give up much. Right. So that's my biggest surprise would be Tampa Bay not being good. Did you just put a sad face on the screen, MJ? <laughs> I bumped something. I'm sorry. Guys. I was gonna say <laughs> I just popped. I turned my head and turned back, and there was like forward. a giant sad emoji going <laughs> shooting at me at the screen. I, I leaned forward. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell I just did. <laughs> um, so, can I throw a question in here? I mean, I, I follow hockey. I, I'm a Red Wings fan, but I know you too. That's it's been light for you. If you could pick a team right now that you think could turn it around going into the you know, second, basically the second half of the first half, who would you guys go with? Buffalo. I yep. love the Buffalo Sabres a lot. I think this team has so much scoring potential, and they have solid goaltending. Once they really sure up their defense, 
this team can make a St. Louis Blues-like run that we saw last year. They have so much potential to even win the Atlantic over Boston. I know that's a bit of a stretch, but I love this Buffalo Sabres team. And I think they're going to give Toronto and Boston a race for that division at the end of the year. Mine Just- would be uh, San Jose. Yeah, um, they're always in it. They're bottom feeding right now. They're, oh, I think, eight and ten. Yeah, they're nine points out of first. They're of nine points behind the Oilers. Um, I think they turn that around for sure. They're too talented, and they're always in the hunt. So the fact that they're not right now is a uh, anomaly. I think they'll turn that around. And I think Arizona's going to drop in that division. Yes, I, yes. I, dude, yes. they are overachieving like crazy right now. I, I don't think they are able to keep up what they've been doing. Same with Vancouver. They're third. There's no way Vancouver stays there at the end of the year. The Yotes. Um, but uh, MJ, as so one more question on the Red Wings for you. As a Red Wings fan, someone that watches casually, yeah. so what, what encourages you about this team? You know, Kev, it's it's the same reason I'm a Philly fan when it comes yeah. to like baseball and football. It's, it's the grit of the city. Yeah, I mean, the the Pistons have been terrible, <laughs> and I still follow them. I yep. don't know why we got Blake Griffin. I'm glad he got two hundred million dollars, but <laughs> I don't understand why we got him. Hey, but it's Blake's it's the same good. thing with the Red Wings, man. I yeah. you know I know the winning capabilities there. I, I don't ever want to hear someone as a casual fan. I don't ever want to hear someone say, "Oh, you're a bandwagon jumper." Yeah. When they start becoming and it's good. hockey town, you know what? Yeah. That's a hockey city. Yeah, it's it, it it's gonna happen. I mean, if you want to you know, compare it to anything, look at uh, what do I have here? Look at the, the Blackhawks. They were running the NHL, and now yes. yeah, they've hit the slippery slopes and just <laughs> kept going. Yeah, I I mean. Uh, the other thing, you know, as why I stay a Red Wings fan is I I just can't become a Flyers fan. I God just no. I just God enjoy no. I just enjoy so much watching an angry Flyers fan get mad at like the Flyers fan next to them because the team did something that pissed them off. Hey, so they're gonna me. scream. <laughs> get, hey, mad get mad hey, with me. Get mad with me. Hey Justin, you see that? You see that number nineteen ninety seven? You remember who we swept in the Stanley Cup? Dude, uh, they were – no, because uh, I, I was five. Uh, neither do you. Uh, but uh, they were – Remember? Remember, <laughs> buddy? They were, remember, they were stealing buddy? signals, dude. They were remember stealing buddy? signals. It's all good. <laughs> they were stealing signals. You know what? We were practicing load management that year with the Wings, yeah, exactly. so we had it all figured out. We were load managing we in 97. We had five, so. Uh, yeah, but... dude. You guys are the reason that – never mind. <laughs> the you, start, you started pollution. <laughs> You guys were the first colluders. <laughs> well, but see, MJ, and that brings up the point of the Red Wings went to drastic measures after they had a horrible 1970s and 80s. And they were just like, you know what? We need to like reach out and do something that no one else did. And they went after those Soviet players that no one was touching because they had no idea, one, if they could actually get them to defect and come over to the country. I think it's going to take such incredible scouting. And I think Steve Eiserman is going to be a huge piece in that to just continue to bring in the guys, not just from North America, but those European players from Sweden, Finland, all those guys that are top talent and bring them in to win. I mean, when we brought in a bunch of those, Nick Lidstrom, Thomas Holmstrom, all these Swedish players that were killer for us for such a long time, I just think it's a scouting issue. And I think with a lot of these teams, it's the same thing. When it comes to Philadelphia, Justin, I think it's the fact that you guys haven't been able to solidify 
Goalie. Who your goalie is? Yeah, our goalies have never been good since I've been. It's Ron Hextall, dude. Yes. Ron Hextall, when we were kids, was the best goalie I think you can ever remember. In other than, well, who was who was the other one? Not Czech Monic for a year, Boucher right? for, for a year, year okay. Esch for a Boucher. year, yeah, Ben Beesbrook for a year. All of ben them were Beesbrook. like. They would all have one good year where we get two rounds into the playoffs and lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, and that would be fine. And the next year they'd be terrible. When you lost in the Cup in 2010. Ash. Oh, okay. Uh, no, Layton. Ash Layton. Oh, that's right. It was Layton. No, yeah, it was yeah. Layton. You're right. Yeah. He also had a good year. That's when you. That's when they lost, what, four, se- yeah. four seconds into <laughs> overtime? He literally yeah. touched the puck, and Kane was like, Quabang! We were at C- and the thing we is, the C- announcers <laughs> didn't even know the puck went in, and like then Kane is celebrating, and no one else on the ice is celebrating, and me and Bill are like, do they, do they score? Do they score? Is it over? And the announcer's like, oh, I, they did score, and I'm like, no! I remember you guys lost, and Bill just turns and looks at us. He shakes his head. He gets up and walks out to the dock and just lights up the biggest cigar. We come out. Do you want? Do you want anybody to sit with you? Get away from me! That, see, <laughs> that's when Bill. That's when Bill's drinking problem began. That <laughs> moment right there. It took a goal of Patrick Kane to slide Bill down the path he's on now. Yeah, exactly. He's very, su- he's very successful in the field he's in, but yeah. he's just an upcountry he DJ. Never, <laughs> never drank in high school. He was never doing that, and then they lost the cup, and then that happened. Like I think he would have been okay if the, they fought it out for a little bit. It was literally ten seconds in. He yeah. goes, "I think I can make it from here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, but to wrap up the NHL, I do think that a lot of these teams are going to shift. I don't. St. Louis has been playing really well, but I honestly don't think that they're going to keep it up. Um, they're one of those teams that plays well with their back against the wall. Colorado, I think, is going to win the Central as much as that pains me. Um, but I think that Edmonton can definitely hold off in the Pacific. But the Vegas Golden Knights, I'll, have you watched any of their games so far, Justin, Vegas? Have you seen any clips? No, I don't uh, accept them as an NHL franchise. Dude, they have not played a complete game of hockey all year long. That's why they're losing games. Like, this team has so much talent, and they're not playing a complete game. So there's a ton of teams that I That's think— That's because they're getting paid to lose, Kevin. They're in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Who I thought think, that was a good idea? Well, yeah, get, no, get ready nope. for moving the Raiders to Vegas. That fan base? Oh, God. It's not going to be win, baby, win. It's going to be bet, baby, bet. <laughs> Second comment I'm not allowed to say that I'll tell you guys after. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I do think, though, that Detroit can get to a point where they're at 500 at some point throughout the year. We'll just have to wait and see. But, Lofty again, goals. there's going to be a lot of movement. What'd you say? Said lost Sorry, what was that? What was that, Princess? Huh? No, but Kev, I don't even want them to do that. I just want them to beat me down so when yeah. I rise out of the ashes like the <laughs> Phoenix fan I am, it'll be amazing. No, they're going to go, eh, we'll tease you. We'll tease you. No, just let me die here and then I'll make come sure, back. Make year. sure they get that like eighth pick where you're like, oh, and they're like, this is a top-heavy draft. Six great players. And then you're like, of course it is. Of course it is. imagine your five-year-old Justin crying about about them losing the 97 cup just imagine that um dude i couldn't even <laughs> tie my shoes <laughs> you still can't tie your shoes i actually did learn how to tie shoes with hockey skates i'm gonna be honest well yeah um, the most canadian thing i've ever heard it is i played when i was three 
Dude, the only reason I remembered that 97 team so well is because the first video game I had was NHL 98. <laughs> on the PC? No, on uh, PlayStation. Oh, uh, I had it on computer. Because I remember they would, like, they had this really low voice <laughs> announcer. And before the teams would come out, he was like, and tonight's game, the Detroit Red Wings and the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of cool Last stuff going on in the done. NHL. Um, what'd you say? The last thing you hear before you die. Yeah. I'm going Is to kill you, you now. Like, <laughs> Slender man appears behind you dressed as the duck. Dressed as Charlie Conway. Um, quack, so... quack. <laughs> All right. Um, what did I have here on the list after that? Uh, okay. We're back into the NFL. This is where we get into our midseason review and give our picks for the upcoming week. So, gentlemen, make sure you pull up the NFL schedule. Do it on NFL.com so we're in the same order. Um, and we'll go through each of those. But first, let's talk about what we've seen so far. We're about halfway through the year. Um, we got to kind of uh, give our thoughts on what we've seen so far and what we expect at the rest of the year here. So, starting off, I thought the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to run the table all year. I thought they were going to be the team that was going to be close to undefeated at the end of the year. I thought they have the most talent. They have the most depth on that offense. And even though their defense is only middle of the road, they were still going to be able to make things happen because of how good that offense is. They'll put up 50 points if they have to kind of thing. They have not shown that. Even when Mahomes was playing, they have not shown that their defense can even be mediocre enough to get them to win games. That's one of the first things. The second one, and this one hurts, the Ravens. God, they're good, dude. They're good. And I, ugh, they're a good team. Lamar Jackson, uh, coming into the year, I was giving him a lot of crap. I said, this guy is a run-first quarterback. He's real good at it, but he hasn't shown that he can throw in the NFL yet. He's proved me wrong. He's proved a lot of people wrong. This guy can throw. This guy can make plays happen in the way Patrick Mahomes makes them when he has to escape from the pocket. This guy is the next generation Michael Vick that Michael Vick never was kind of thing. I'm really, really into this player and what he's been able to put up. I just wish it wasn't with our division rival. That's the only thing. But those two things in the AFC stand out to me. In the NFC, the 49ers, even that loss that they just suffered to Seattle, that team defensively especially showed metal that team is still going to be there at the end of this but they will lose because of one thing and that's jimmy garoppolo under pressure if you watched him at the end of that game every drive they had trying to push the ball down the field try to get the field goal try to get the touchdown he was freaking out getting rid of the ball so quick not even coming close to his receivers almost through two picks the seattle seahawks should have picked off the ball twice but they dropped it. So unless Jimmy Garoppolo can get to a point where he's able to be calm under pressure, they're not going anywhere. I know MJ probably disagrees, but that's what I think. And then my last NFC point is, and Justin, I'm going to eat crow for this. The bears, the bears need to move on from Mitchell Trubisky. The Bears need to move on. Wow, Mitchell Trubisky. Weird, I, I love Mr. this Trubisky kid. Was elite. I, I first of all, I never said he was in elite. his in his twelve games of I college football. I never said he was played. elite. 
Hear me out. Trash. Hear me out. Trash. I said I thought this kid looked really good in those 12 games that he played in college. And that I thought he had what it looked to be the intangibles to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He has had time to prove it. He hasn't proven it. So you've got to make a change. The Bears fans have had enough. They've watched Jay Cutler and his no emotions ruin that franchise for such a long time. And now they've got a guy who they believed in, they invested a lot in, that is not proving he can do that. So you need to make a change, probably in the offseason, but you know, I don't I don't know what you can do at this point. Those are my takeaways from the NFC and AFC so far, midway through. MJ, you're up. Huh. Um, first, Kevin, the, the first takeaway I had was on the Chiefs as well. Um, I I will go as far as to say I think the Raiders can catch and pass the Chiefs in that division. They could. They could. I'm, I'm really seeing it. I think everyone's starting to buy into Chucky's mentality of basically F everyone. We're just going to do Raiders football, and we're going to try to win. Yep. And I, I think they have a team that they might not have the most talent, but they're definitely all together, and they have somewhat of a defense. I mean, poor Mahomes, man. What more can the man do? Uh, Tyreek Hill, I mean Kelsey, they're putting up insi- they're putting up video game numbers, and their yeah. defense is allowing mediocrity to put up video game numbers. Like that's yeah. that's not okay. Um, my other big takeaway, and I, I kept him on the same boat with you. I really thought Lamar was um, I going to be another RG three or a Geno yeah. Smith or something well, like I thought, that. Yep. But I, I think it, it speaks volumes to A, how good he is, and B, how the Ravens have bought into the quarterback that he is. So they, built, they built a system around him. There's a great running game. There's a great receivers. And they allow him to get out of the pocket and make decisions. I mean, what was it, two, two three weeks ago uh, when he was, like, on fourth and one, like, coach goes, do you want to go for it? And he's like, well, yeah, let's go. And to, the trust on the quarterback, their relationship. And how about the run he had last week where he freaking the, spun out? The, he made that guy look so silly. And just yep. took off down the field. No, man, I, I am completely blown away. And I, you know, I'm i not a huge Ravens fan. I'm not a huge Steelers fan either, so I'm not that hurt that they're that good. But it's really, really fun to watch them play football. And I think the loss they had to the Browns was a complete other fluke. Yeah. Like, it was just a bad day. Yeah. Um, now, the other thing I want to touch on on the AFC, and I I said I, – I, I know I talked to you about the beginning of the season about this – I thought the dumpster fire that is Pittsburgh would be raging by now, but somehow they're five and four. Somehow Pittsburgh's. Five it's called and four. Minka Fitzpatrick. That's the only reason we are five. A, dude, so many people thought that trade was so stupid, yeah, and why are doing it? And he's come on, he's bringing he that that's Troy Palomalu esque yes, secondary yes, right there. That's exactly what I said. And you guys, you're I don't care what anybody says. I mean, Big Big Ben puts up offensive numbers and everything. But your defense has always pushed that team forward first. Yep, absolutely. So um, now to jump over the NFC, Justin, I'm sure you'll touch on this, but of course, as always, the NFC East is just a garbage can of mediocrity. (laughs) Nobody can take control of that division whatsoever. I mean, the Redskins, we knew that wasn't going to (laughs) happen. But I'm just having so much trouble uh, I'm, you know, massive Eagles fan, but I'm just having so much trouble getting behind them because I think if the Cowboys can just realize how good they are, they're going to start running through the NFC. Hopefully that won't happen. Jason Garrett will stay coach and, you know, their defense will keep getting hurt or being their defense. The medical but staff the- of the Philadelphia Eagles should be fired. They should be fired. All of them. The fact also- that Deshaun Jackson goes out on the field 
after being out. And they're like, oh, no, he's good. Goes out on the field. Starts limping. They pull him off. They're like, yeah, no, he's done for the year. Why? (laughs) Why did Carson Wentz play with a broken back for (laughs) so many weeks? And and the other thing that worries me about the Eagles too, man, like at the start of the season on paper, we had what I'd say probably top three, if not top two, like talent-wise across the board. But the second one player got injured, we were in trouble. We had yep. no bench, no Your depth. receivers, dude. Oh. The, the receivers, that, that's not – our biggest issue for the past two years, maybe even three, has been defensive and cornerback. What What are we doing? We started yeah. 16 different people at that position. <laughs> last year. We were literally going down to Temple's Field going, hey – Guy under the bleacher living here, not playing here, living here. You want to try out for the Eagles? Yeah. The dude, the dude this year that freaking basically won us the Packers game by getting tipping that ball for the interception was a practice squad player in on his first snap in the last play of the game. Like, we, we have been getting so lucky with like just the trashest. Uh, yeah, back. Uh, it's yeah, and then the final thing I want to touch on the NFC. Um, I want to buy into the Niners. I really do. Kev, I have the same complaint. Uh, they're, oh, they're, wow, good. They're, no, the quarterback, um, I don't think he's as bad as you're saying he is. There he's was not a bad. Lot, it's during there, pressure. There, but there were a lot of drop balls during that game. I there mean, was. Should have catches. But the, the, I still think the dark horse that's going to come out of there is the, the Seahawks, man. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh. Russell Wilson the, the, the they just know how to win. He's I MVP mean, right now. He's MVP right now. I see. I want. I'm. I'm. I'm on the. I'm on the Christian train, man. He's just. Well, of course he's you still, are. He's on your fantasy. Yeah, but team. but MVP of <laughs> MVP, much like uh, Heisman, is basically just like best quarterback award now. Right. Absolutely. This is true. Absolutely. This is true. But yeah. Between Lamar so, and Russ. Oh yeah. My, oh god. And what? One more thing I want to hit. Um, I just, I'm really hoping. I'm, I, you know, I despise the Redskins. I'm an Eagles fan. You're obligated to, but I just saw today that they're going to start Haskins the rest of the year. I think that's a terrible idea. Um, I throwing him into the fire. I think his, I think his confidence is going to be destroyed. I don't think there's a coaching staff to work on his mechanics and make him better. I think we're going to have another RG three S player. It's going to be like Josh Rosen. They put that poor guy. They got rid of him from the Cardinals where he had no help. And then they throw him to Miami where then all his players get traded away. And he's like, I don't know what to do with this team. And he looks like trash. And then everybody's like, oh, he's terrible. Put Fitzpatrick in. Fitzpatrick only looks good because he's played with trash before. He knows how to make some trash look okay. Like, So, so you've heard the joke that Tom Brady is God's nephew. I yeah. think Fitzpatrick is the devil's cousin. <laughs> And uh, at some point, the devil is going to come collect and go, hey, all this stuff that you think you can do, I'm taking it all back. You've played on eight teams. You've had a good He's the ultimate journeyman in NFL history. So much fun to watch play football. Oh, yeah, dude. He's a great guy. But I totally agree. I think that putting Dwayne Haskins in that position is just going to screw him over and make everybody think that they wasted a draft pick, that he's not an NFL quarterback. You don't know until you put some talent around him. Nope. Justin, what do you got? Um, just real simply, I don't think anyone in the NFL is good this year. Right, I think, that, dude, so I think there's no good teams in general, like 100%. I look at teams and I'm like, there's not a team that I look at. That's not beatable. Right. Um, They're all beatable. 
Whereas last year, I was like, I feel like the Rams are so tough, like offensively, defensively, they were insane. Um, this year, I mean, the Saints, I would have said that in the NFC, the Saints were like the most unbeatable team because they were winning five games in a row with Teddy Bridgewater. And then they just get boat raced by the Falcons last weekend for no reason, who they've looked terrible until last week. So like, I don't know what to think there anymore. <laughs> the Seahawks, they're good, but like their defense is iffy. And then, then they just destroy the, or not destroy, but they look really good against the 49ers. 49ers, I've never thought were actually good. They played the softest beginning of the season schedule in the entire world. You can only play the teams that you play against, but they played the softest freaking first eight games. They're going to lose, I think, three or four more before the season's over. Um, they started out 8-0, but the rest of their schedule is actually difficult. Um, and I'm trying to think, who else... Who else has uh, surprised me? I think that I think honestly, I think it's going to be boring, and the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl again this year. They've yeah, been the one team that actually looks like they're capable of. But they always do. Exactly. So, I, but I don't see that there's. I don't think there's anyone in the NFC right now that's showing that they're like able to compete with the Patriots. I don't think, and the Patriots aren't showing that they're. You know, there's they're not showing too many uh, chinks in the armor. So. Dude, it's amazing to think that, especially in our lifetimes, <laughs> like when I first started watching football with my dad was probably around the year 2000. So like eight years old sitting there. And I remember watching Drew Bledsoe and being like, oh, Drew Bledsoe is really good. And then he gets hurt. And the rest of my growing up till this point, it's been Tom Brady ruining everybody else's dreams of hoisting the Lombardi trophy. So it's this incredible, incredible thing to see that like, like Max Kellerman always talks about. It. He's like, oh, he's going to hit the cliff and he's going to fall off the cliff. He's going, dude. Until he shows even the slightest bit of decay, how can anyone say that? It's like the people that before this year were like, Cleveland Browns are going to win the AFC North. Dude, they have yet to show you that they can actually win games. I'm still on that train, dude. Talent <laughs> on paper is one thing, but look at how they played together. It's not working out. And of course you're still on that train. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of crazy things, but let's go ahead and get into our picks for this coming week. Uh, first game is the Steelers at the Browns tomorrow night. Uh, boy, that's going to be an awful game. Um, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh because I think this defense is all they need to win. And the way the Browns offense has been so inconsistent, I think the Steelers will at least get one touchdown on defense, if not uh, two. So, and Pittsburgh might be able to muster a couple field goals from their offense. So I think Pittsburgh wins this one by at least 10 points. Um, I don't like how the Browns have been playing. Sure, they're coming off that win, but still, I don't, I mean, the Steelers are 33-6-1 versus the Browns since 1999. So it's really hard for me ever to pick the Browns against the Steelers, no matter where they're playing. So going with Pittsburgh. MJ, who do you got? Well, if Baker can, can come in and control the crowd noise, um, yeah. I think the Browns could pull it off, but that's not going to happen. I'm Kev. I'm on the Steelers train. The only way I see the Browns winning this game is if they don't turn the ball over. And with the way the Steelers' defense has been playing, yeah. I think they pick Baker apart. Yep. Yeah, the Steelers' off or defensive line is going to destroy the <laughs> Browns' offensive line. I feel bad for Baker Mayfield this yeah, game. Yeah, it's going to be rough. <laughs> and Minka's going to score another touchdown, because why not? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that... MJ, you said earlier about Troy Polamalu. That's all that it reminds me of. I've never seen a guy come in and just take command of a defense. Oh, God, so amazing. 
All right, Cowboys at Lions. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Um, Ew. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm going with the Lions in this game. Well, wait, no, the, Stafford's hurt, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. never mind. I was going to well, go Lions if Stafford was playing. We don't know. Maybe he's hurt. Wait, he's what game? We don't know. What are you Cow- looking at? Cowboys, Cowboys Lions. Lions. Okay, good, 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 good. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Cowboys Lions. I was going to go Lions if Stafford was playing, but no, I have to go with the Cowboys. I I think the Lions will make it interesting, though. They play well at home. I'm, I'm going Cowboys blow their doors off. Uh, without Stafford and the way that Dallas plays against lesser competition, I, I think they go in and blow their doors off. Yeah. I'm going at least – I'm going to go two touchdowns at least. Uh, Cowboys for me too. Jeff Driscoll, I think, is the quarterback for the Lions right yeah. now. That's all you Who? would say. <laughs> Jeff Driscoll. And um, I spent $56 on freaking Ty Johnson. Uh <laughs> As a Why running back to replace Carry On Johnson, I've spent one dollar this year in our fantasy football I've spent league. Like twenty-eight or something like that. By the way, I was coming back against Anthony Cole last week, and then Lockett goes, "I can't play in overtime. I'm so sorry, <laughs> dude. You're absolutely gonna beat me." Uh, Kev, I, I, I lost last week. I want. I lost two fantasy games by a combined total of nine points. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely incredible. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. <laughs> I'm going with the uh, Bills in the next game here. Bills at Dolphins. Uh, Miami's just sad. And the Bills are playing really good football because of that defense. And Josh Allen doesn't look completely horrendous. So go with Buffalo here. I, I'll follow you down that train as well. I think nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. And they're play they're playing the Dolphins who look like manatees on land right now. So yeah, <laughs> let's go Bills on that one. Could they just yeah. be dolphins on land? Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're like they're out, of, they're out of shape. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go the Bills too. This is just another team though that, like I said, at the beginning of the season, they started off looking good and they are just proving that no team in the NFL is actually good. Um but they're better than the Dolphins, so they win. All right, Jaguars at Colts. Um, this is a really tough game to pick. Yeah. Is this Nick Foles' first game back? Nick Foles. Back. BDN is back. Okay. The Colts have been an anomaly to me this year because they should be a lot better, I think, than they are. Um, and I think the only reason I'm going to go with them in this game is, one, because they're home, and two, because it's Foles' first game back in the offense. Just giving them some time. I don't know how it's going to be. So I think it'll be a close game, but I'm going to go with the Colts here, especially if Vinatieri's not kicking. BDN. 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 Let's go Jags. Jags <laughs> win this minimum 10 points. Wow. Heck yeah. Starting a BDN chant. Um, <laughs> you know, here's the deal. It's obviously, as you can see behind me, it's the Christmas season. Uh, <laughs> I can't see anything because your every- video is still off to me. Well, Kevin, that's because your internet is trash. Maybe ask Santa for a better router. Um, <laughs> uh, I can hook you up with a internet guy because why? No dents. But anyway, the tree behind me, speaking of no dents, um, the tree behind me signifies the start of the Christmas season. St. Nick is going to come in. Uh, that's weird because there's... 
but there's a tree back there, so it would seem as though it has. Um, and anyway, BDN, um, also known as Good St. Nick, is going to come in and he's going to win a game in the Christmas spirit for the Jaguars against Brian Hoyer and the Colts, <laughs> who you guys <laughs> let torch you. And then you're like, we're so good. Our defense is great because we let Brian Dude, Hoyer score three touchdowns. I think, I think Brissett is playing. Is he? I think Brissett is playing. Still taking mm. the Jags. Hmm. Yeah, but the Panthers. Does he have a- um, another weird game here because apparently the Falcons can do stuff. Um, oh, maybe I'm still going with Carolina because they're at home and, um, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, dude, he's unbelievable. So last week I'm in a suicide pool where every week you have to pick a winner, and if that, that's correct, you move on. No big deal. But you only get to pick each team once. So naturally, uh-huh. I took the Saints against the Falcons as 14-point <laughs> favorites, and then Drew Brees goes, oh, hold on, back with the Chargers. I'm terrible. Still throws for 300 yards, but no touchdowns. Michael Thomas catches a buck 50 in receiving yards, no touchdowns, and they get blown out by Matty Lukewarm Ice and, and Quinn, who I don't even think – I don't think he's coaching still. I think he's just standing there with a clipboard. <laughs> Looking confused. It's but like Andy Reid at the end of his Eagles run. Oh just God. a menu. Oh, just, just stop. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 hey. Uh, but I'll, I'll, Kev, I'm with you. I think Kyle Allen, now that it's solidified he's the starter with McCaffrey, yep. they, they, they take that game. Uh, hi. <laughs> it's I don't, gross, dude. I don't this like either of these teams. I guess I'm going to go Falcons here. I think they could... Coming off a big win against the Saints. I think they can uh, turn their season around. They have the skill to do it. It's annoying. I don't know what's wrong with them ever. (laughs) That team from the Super Bowl has not changed that much. It it should be good. No, I was terrified the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl and we had to play them in the first round of the playoffs and ended up being 15-10. And I was like, if I had to decide how many points the Falcons were going to score, it would never have been 10. (laughs) But yeah, they're the most confusing team. Uh, But yeah, I'm going to go Falcons. All right, Broncos, Vikings. This is an easy one. I'm going with the Vikings. I like that um, uh, Lindsey has come alive for the Broncos, but their quarterback situation is so bad. I mean, it was bad with Joe Flacco, but it's even worse now. So I'm going to go with the Vikings here. Dalvin Cook has been an absolute stud, and they're playing at home. Skull! Um, Kirk Cousins is turning it on. Um, I don't know if Adam Thielen's back this week. But even without Thielen, I think they, they have the offense power to blow them out. And this is just a public service announcement to the Broncos. Uh, Elway, give up. Dude, You okay. tried. Give oh, up. Give me, give me a – so every lunch break at work out here, everybody's like – if I even bring – and I always do this. I just kind of poke the bear. I'm just like, so you guys watch that Broncos game? Oh, my God, John Elway. We need to get that guy, and we need to take him and throw him and just get him out of the city because he's the worst guy. He's terrible. Never remembering that this guy won them Super Bowls. He is now a pariah in the city. People hate him. They hate him out here. They want him to go away badly. When their owner died, all they were like is, oh, I wish Elway would go next. Like, Jeez. they don't like Elway. But all you know hearing- what? Do you know what Elway says if he does get fired? No debt. I'm okay. Yeah. He has no debt. You couldn't dent that chin if you tried either. That dude is a horse. But, um, yeah, no, I think, I mean, is Joe Flacco still playing quarterback? Or No, he's hurt, dude. He's done for the year. Yeah, that's the issue. Because oh, God. 
he's elite, and with him goes the Denver Broncos eliteness. Um, so I think, the, yeah, I think the Vikings are going to take this one, and they're lucky they should count their Do you know how angry stars. it makes me that Joe Flacco has a Super Bowl ring, but Dan Marino doesn't? <laughs> you, Dan Marino just wasn't elite enough to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Joe Flacco, with him, I mean, the Vikings should. They should count their lucky stars that Joe Flacco isn't on the other sideline. Looking at them with his intense Joe Flacco face. Uh, yeah, Vikings win. His intense Joe His one emotion. Which, which looks like he's bored on the second hour of his eight-hour accounting job. That's exactly what it looks like. That That is spot on. <laughs> Texans at Ravens. This could be a really, oh. really good game. Game of the week? Yeah. Battle of MVP candidates, Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson. Um, oh, man. I, I swear this is, I think, just going to be based on home field advantage that I'm picking Baltimore. I think if this was in Houston, it's all Texans. Uh, this is going to be such a good game. I actually can't wait to watch this one. But I'm going to go with Baltimore. I have to go with Lamar Jackson the way he's been playing right now. Uh, and that defense, dude. Oh. <laughs> I'm going high-scoring affair. I'm going 30 to 35 points per team. Yeah. I think defense is going to be completely gone throughout this. But, damn it. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm going Texans. I think Deshaun has it. Um, I think he comes up with a big play when it's needed. I think that's how it ends. Yeah, I'm going Texans, too. I think that it, I, I agree. I think it's going to be kind of a shootout-type game. And I think I trust Deshaun Watson more in a shootout than I trust Lamar Jackson. Um, I know that we said that he can like throw, which I think, I mean, he can for sure. But a lot of the games where he quote unquote can throw is because he's throwing 16 passes a game. And I think if he's forced to throw a little bit more, it gets a little more dicey. So I'm going to go Texans. All right. Saints and Buccaneers. This Who game cares? is going to be interesting. No, this one's actually going to be interesting now. Neat stat about this: Drew Brees is four and three career against Jameis Winston. That's not a great record against a underwhelming quarterback. So, and especially coming off a really bad loss, they're either going to be reeling from it or they're going to come out and be like, "Yeah, that's never happening again." I think it's going to be that, and I'm going to go with the Saints because of it. Yeah, uh, couldn't agree more. I'm going Saints. I think Breeze is shaking his head all week with what happened. 450 last week. yards. <laughs> and he, he comes out and has a monster game. Fantasy wise, I could easily see a 30 to 40 point game out of him. Good, because I'm playing you and I'm starting him. <laughs> it doesn't matter, Kevin. The rest of your team is garbage. We Dude, they're so <laughs> bad. They're so bad. They're so bad. <laughs> I. So how I got Nick Chubb as late as I did, I'll never understand. I have the two Makes best running backs so in the league. <laughs> And, uh, no, I, I think I have Kareem Hunt, too. But, um, I'm not sure uh, Nick Chubb's going to do that well against that uh, Steeler defense this week, though. So. Uh, you slow your roll there. But, uh, yeah, Saints, uh, Breeze comes out. And I would even go as far as to say Michael Thomas has – he could break the 200-yard receiving mark this game. Yeah. Yeah, Saints as well. They just got rid of their, like, better – or uh, the Bucks just got rid of their better corner, so – Vernon Hargraves, which the Eagles should have freaking picked up, and they but we didn't. don't do that. We don't do that. Why did we the go after Texans Josh Gordon? Why did we go after Josh Gordon? Let's just not go up? after anyone ever. <laughs> no, 
No, we had a chance to go after Jalen Ramsey. No. People are like, well, we got Cravon LeBlanc coming back. <laughs> Dude, the only LeBlanc that I trust is Matt LeBlanc, all right? <laughs> Friends has been canceled for years. That was a Friends reference. Yeah, great. Jets and Redskins, worst game of the week. The 2-7 and seven Jets at the 1-8 and eight Redskins. Uh, toilet bowl here. Who's going to come out alive? Um, I think the Jets? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, dude. I literally these games are harder to pick than like the close games between good teams. <laughs> it's fair. I think Haskins gets his first win. Wow! At the Redskins, named full time starter the rest of the year. I don't. Maybe there's a resurgence. Pr- I don't think it's pretty. I think we're looking at like a, a who's 13-10, watching this game? A thirteen ten <laughs> game. There will be ghosts on the field. A black cat. A witch. Uh, I, I don't know. Like it's it's only yeah. Jets and Redskins fans are watching this game. <laughs> I don't think the Redskins fan are even watching. I I work with a ton of Redskins fans. Right? Yeah, you live and in there. You know? Do you know what they say now? I mean, now the Nationals won, obviously, but you know what they used to say? The Capitals play here. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm going. I'm going Jets as well. Um, I just don't believe that ghosts are allowed in Washington. And so, therefore, Sam Darnold will not be seeing them. Yeah, so Jets. J-A-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Woo. Hold on. One hour and 15 minutes. Oh, you're really editing this. Of that's, course I am. That's garbage. Okay. Quoting. Stop it. You're making me edit more. Cardinals at 49ers. Uh, obviously, the 49ers win this game. Badly. They win it by a lot. I think <laughs> Kyler Murray throws three to four picks. <laughs> And I think Joey Bosa somehow plants an Ohio State flag through his helmet. <laughs> I'm going. Mm, I'm going 49ers, but I have lots of 49ers hate in my heart, so I'm going 49ers by seven. Ooh. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Kyler Murray's been playing decent. Yeah, he's been he's been good. The Cincinnati Bungles and the Raiders. Obviously, the Raiders. Bengals were not going to win another game. Yeah, it's 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 win baby win. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, they're catching the Chiefs. Let's go Raiders. By a minimum, I think Carr has a career game and they win by at least 21. <laughs> yep, at least. I have Bengals, a 24 point victory. The Uh-oh. Justin? Justin? He's recording no. this. Justin? <laughs> Justin? No. Justin? <laughs> And it's my internet. It's my internet that's the problem. <laughs> it's, it's all my internet. It still says know. he's recording the call. I hope he's... Let's just make the last pick, Kevin. All right. Uh, <laughs> is, he, is he back? Justin? Sorry. Sorry, my internet went off Kevin on me. <laughs> is it still recording? Yeah. Huh? It, it never left the screen. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, no, it says, oh... It's just is recording the call. It says, it says stop recording, but it's at like an hour 15, 18. Oh, we might have lost a chunk. We'll have to look. But, uh, <laughs> but okay, anyway, well, okay, hold on a second. Just in case we did miss a chunk, Cardinals at 49ers. What's your pick, MJ? I'm taking the 49ers by yeah, – they, they, they crush Kyler Murray three to four picks. As am I. Justin, you got the Niners? I think so, and I think I said something weird about Donald Trump that you. Okay, have... all right, all right. 
And then we all, sure the Raiders, we all picked the Raiders. We all picked the Raiders. Now the Patriots at the Eagles. Holy dumpster. Going with the Pats here. I think it's going to be a big win for them. Uh, they are still angry about that Super Bowl. They even asked Tom Brady about it. He's like, you think I'm over that? So, yeah, no, they're they're going to dominate, I think, throughout this game. Eagles have no receivers, and their secondary is garbage. You listen to me, and you listen to me good. <laughs> I, might, I might go to this one. Jeremy and I are still trying to decide well, if we're going to go. Why would you pick this one? Because it could be the last time we get to see the greatest quarterback of all time okay, play in person. Fair. And I want to be able to tell my children that I got to be able to watch Tom Brady, who kisses his son on the mouth, get beat in an NFL game by the great and mighty Philadelphia Eagles. Our secondary was trash in the Super Bowl. How did that work out, Kevin? I forget. Oh, we won. We won the Super Bowl in glorious fashion. Bro, your secondary is worse than it was in the Super Bowl. Uh, that's arguable. Our secondary is very similar. <laughs> like two younger guys that also are terrible. But, um... Yeah, no, I'm going Patriots as well. So, <laughs> this is well, this is one of their one of the few losses we're going to have the rest of the season, I think. But it's definitely one of them. So before I make this pick, I just want to say, if you look at the Eagles' last six games, it, it feels like we're in college football. The way they the strength of schedule works, yep. the Eagles do know no matter who we play or what happens, if our record's good enough, we make the playoffs. Instead, let's put six back to back to back games that weren't going to end well. And this is one I had us losing, and I think we're going to lose by quite a bit because, like you said, the Patriots are furious. Our secondary is terrible. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be bad. I think there might be a riot outside the stadium or a possible fire inside of it. What yeah, and I'm going to start it if I go. So. <laughs> if there is one, if FBI. I want to edit that, that's incriminated. Nope. Go, ahead edit that. And go ahead and implicate me, dude. Uh, what's the Monday night game? I'm bringing my riot punch. Hold on. What time is the recording at, Justin? What time is it at? Oh, what? Dude, no. You're not going to save me for myself. <laughs> I don't need that. You think I don't wear seatbelts and I don't get saved by myself on podcasts, all right? <laughs> I don't need that. You know where you almost died. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't need saved. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Monday night or, okay, the Sunday, Sunday night game yeah. is the Bears at the Rams. Ugh. I'm going with the ba- the Rams here. Gross. Because the Bears' offense is terrible. The Rams are terrible. Something. I who? What? <laughs> yeah. And I'm going course, Bears. I'm going Bears. Let's do it. Let's go. Bears defense makes uh, golf look like makes golf look like the terrible quarterback he is. Let's go Bears. Discount gonna, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I'm gonna pick the. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Rams, I guess. Um, I think Aaron Donald is going to get all up in that Trubisky face and uh, really make it rough for him. I know Cleo Mack's going to do the same to Goof, but I think that uh, think the Rams have a little more firepower. Maybe. I don't, need, I don't know how to pick that game. And finally, the Monday night game, the Chiefs at the Chargers. I'm going with the Chiefs here simply because the Chargers have been a mess. Um they don't know how to use either Gordon or Eckler in a two-back system. They Philip Rivers has been probably having one of the worst performances of his career so far in the last couple of games. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think nine kids was a bit much for him. Hey, you watch your mouth, all right? 
I'm going. I'm going Chiefs because Mahomes is going to drop a forty burger on Kevin's <laughs> team this week. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Mahomes is going to come back. He's going to crush it. And I think four different receivers catch a touchdown this week. I think he spreads the ball around. And I think Philip Rivers. I, I know the numbers are there, but he's he's not winning, and it's no. it's been his whole career like that. Uh, give me the Chiefs as well. Uh... I don't think the Chargers are as good as the Titans, as weird as that is to say. Um, and I don't think that they can keep up with the, uh, with the Chiefs in a shootout, which it will be. All right. Well, that's the cast, everybody. We thank you for listening. MJ, thanks for joining us, brother. Glad thanks for the back. invite, guys. Thanks yep, for the invite. Glad to have you back soon. Um, yeah, so check it out. Uh, we'll be posting this soon. And uh, give your picks as well so we can tell you if you're right or wrong. Or if, you know... Justin always thinks he's right, so he'll just tell you that you're wrong. I know I'm right. Um, Yeah, no dents. All right, everybody, have a great night. See ya.